Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, 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 uh. Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is the Turbo Duo Cast. We've got a bonus episode for you guys today. We just got back last night from Retro Game Con 7 up in wonderful, beautiful, illustrious Syracuse, New York. Oh, illustrious. Um, fabulous time up there. We uh, we took a road trip of about four hours to get up there, but uh, a brisk a brisk four hours. And um, had, I would say, overall just a blast up in Syracuse, up at the show. And uh, so we really want to just bring you this episode to chat a little bit about the experience up there and uh, some of our gaming pickups, uh, what we thought was cool, some of the, the people we got to meet, and uh, maybe some also some uh, some good food. Oh, that we got to experience some funkin' good food. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, so right off the bat, um, I just want to um, say thank you to um, is it Patrick and Thomas Milligan um, who put on the show. They actually come down to Hartford to promote Retro Game Con at the Retro World Expo. We met them last year when they came to the show, and that's how we kind of got the tip off about and this year about Retro Game Con, and they were there as well this year. So, and they had said, you know, listen. It's gonna be it's gonna be bigger. It's gonna be gonna be better. Bigger, better, better. Um, <laughs> and and I gotta say, I I don't think they disappointed in terms of. Um, you they felt bigger. Yeah. You didn't say our names. Oh, thank you. I am Salvatore Mata. <laughs> we have we have Salvatore Thomas Mata here, and we've got uh, Trent E. Wright the third, my brother from another game show lover, to my left. Thank you, Sal. Oh, and um. Yeah, just just bigger, badder, better, and, and it really was. I mean, they had a YouTube presence there. Yeah, you between... can go first, and then I can go second, and then you can go last. That sounds awesome. <laughs> can I finish giving the introductions? <laughs> that of sounds what we great. Saw? <laughs> um, so they had uh, you know people like Pat Contry of uh, Pat the NES Punk, uh, Gamester eighty one, something like that. Yeah, John Riggs, John Riggs, um, John Hancock. Uh, I, I guess he's immortal. Um, uh, he's not Hulk Hogan brother (laughs) Uh, he was there as well so in terms of a YouTube presence I think it was a lot more robust than it was the year before I think they're just taking themselves a little bit more seriously I mean this is the seventh time they've put it on seven Um, and in terms of you know my thing always when we go to these shows the first thing is how how are the the deal how's the dealer presence how are the how's the game presence there? how many vendors you got bro so first of all it, it's it's a little bit more inexpensive to go to retro game con than it is world retro world expo so i'm not sure if that's a convention cost or what it is you know but the price difference between hartford and syracuse but i think it was 15 dollars a ticket on, yeah. the, on the pre-sale i would assume renting the uh the, the expo on- center is probably more expensive versus than- the on-center convention yeah. I would I would take it. I would, that would be my guess. But what what I can say is that um, I I think there were a little bit more in terms of the vendors that were there. I think the energy was a little bit more positive. It was just more lively. There was a lot happening. People willing. So many to, more good vibes. People willing to make deals too. It, the, the the word I got from a lot of these vendors was. I don't want to take this home with me. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember hearing that like at yeah. least a few times? I have three thousand games. Yeah. Buy them all, please. I've, I've carried these games for like six, seven years. I just need to get rid of them now. So I don't know if yeah, because some of them if that's like, a bad thing or some a good of them thing. Are like, yeah, I had I had most of these games last year too. So maybe they're realizing <laughs> that people aren't gonna buy if you're gonna put inflated prices on them. Yeah. You know? So you know there are games that I got at this show that were double the price last year, and I'm not sure if that was at Retro Game Con or Retro World Expo, but 
I remember seeing some of these for almost double. So maybe the market is coming back down. Maybe they're just willing to make more deals. Maybe their their cost wasn't as high this year. Could be all those factors, probably. You know. So, but either way, it was a lot more engaging for I guess myself as a consumer, just going up trying to get games and. I didn't have an agenda going up there. I didn't have a list of games. I just... He's got an agenda. Yeah. I mean, we know somebody who had an agenda. Salvatore. Oh, yeah. What were you trying to get up there? Tell tell the people, what were you trying to get up there? It's a continuation of Retro World Expo. You were trying to get... What, what, kind, of, what kind of movie do you like? What, what movie do you like? Star Wars. Speak. Tell the people. <laughs> Star Wars. Star That's, Wars. We were Star looking. Wars. We were still looking for Star Wars stuff. Sal had a goal. I want two games, and I want Star Wars action figures. So we're gonna see if he. We're gonna we're gonna see if he was able to succeed in that endeavor, uh, here in just a little bit. Um, the thing that kind of tickled me a little bit. Oh. Oh. At the show was the amount of old computers that were on display and if, uh, and available to game with. The amount of energy, <laughs> the amount of energy was good too. Um, and we'll, the Intel's, the the old Apple Macs, the HP Presarios, the compact Presarios, <laughs> the Hewlett Packards, the Dells, and they all had the old speakers too. Yeah, and he should throw up some some, some and the footage towers. of it. Show up some show some footage of it, but towers. there's something about, and I don't know if they're RGB screens that all of these computers were using, but there's an effect of even on the black and white screens. I was playing this game not playing this game viewing this game called dark wizard and just the just the title screen flashing just looked so i don't know crisp, crisp. Re- realistic and just had a, a very artistic quality to it that you don't get from a normal crt um of course i didn't i didn't know what to do i mean the guy got in the castle and was just looking left and right and i didn't know what the yeah, controls couldn't were move. couldn't move um so i was trying to play uh Load, load runner or whatever the oh, one that was next right. to you. On, on the black and white, yeah. I tried to re- <laughs> tried to restart it and it just said level one is not available. And yeah. it was just like, all right, well, I guess that's that. Yeah, I mean, they had um, Hangman. Hang, Sal, you got to play Hangman. Did you win? Did you win at Hangman? Okay, you did, right? <laughs> yeah. The word was circuit, everybody. <laughs> the word was circuit, and uh, we got, we we won it right before the the guy was about to be hung. Um, circuit <laughs> sometimes the circuit can be tough it can be long and arduous um i got to experience doom on an old computer which was an experience to be able to play i saw you play it play doom right yeah using the uh the um the up down left and right with the mouse with the mouse yeah um because you can like drag the mouse but right that's, that's kind of and i was doing that to start that's, and that's that was not a good way to play <laughs> no because then you have to pull it back to get back to where you were but um, but that, I don't know, there's something about those old PC games, and I don't know if it just reminds me of school, you know, playing, like, the old, like, Atari computer or the Math old Macintosh. Um, but these old computer games, there was these old, you know, side-scrolling shooters that they had and and um, educational-type games. But talk about nostalgia, that really, really brings you back, especially considering most of us don't have old computers. So seeing that really takes you back because it's probably been... 25 26 27 years from the last time i've played one of those yeah, probably 25 you know yeah. like fourth grade third grade i got to play the original duke nukem the side-scrolling duke nukem before he went 3d and sold out <laughs> <laughs> well and also those old computers don't really have the best scrolling so it's kind of like a choppy 
scrolling. Yeah. But it kind of gives it a signature look. It's kind of like, well, some of them have that... Uh, like a shareware game type of a thing. Like that blur kind of, like when you're playing on the Game Gear. Or it's kind of like that when you move oh, like too a ghost fast. Thing, like a ghosting? Yeah, a ghosting. I guess it depends on the screen that yeah. you're playing on. But I know, like my wife loves the game Hocus Pocus, which was like a shareware game back in the day. And it looks a lot like Duke Nukem where you're just moving... I mean, yeah, all those games. Stilted left to right. You know, All these, those games are all the same. Yeah, these yeah. solid color blobs that you're wait, shooting out. Wait. What's up? That game that one played? Mm-hmm. Great. Great? Awesome. <laughs> um, and just to just to finish up with the, with the thanks, because we got to meet some really good people. One of the things about these shows is you get to meet a lot of really awesome people that are, are into the same stuff you're into. So, like I've said before... You know, the game conventions are not just about going to try to get games. It's about connecting with people, telling stories, talking with people, you know, learning about the things that they love. Or, you know, we talked to one guy who told us an old story about being a kid in a snowstorm and <laughs> playing PlayStation, play, play, playing Jet, Resident play, Evil, playing Jet Moto and, and, and you know, how and, his dad hated video games and jumping but, flash. Yeah, but he played Jet Moto and just was instantly hooked. I don't know. How, and it was definitely but, a, it's definitely a packed show. Like right when you walked way in, way more people than last probably, year. I don't way know. More. I feel like there was like twice as many people as yeah. there were. Yeah, I think just the just the buzz about the show has just gotten a lot bigger, and I think they've done a really good job promoting it. So kudos to those yeah. guys for doing. A great, I mean, it's not just about job. buying games; it's about no. seeing how many thirty uh, two X games you can come across. So we had a challenge. <laughs> it's on Instagram. The thirty two X challenge. We had an over under of seven individual different different games. Different games. And I think within the first five minutes, I lost the bet. <laughs> it was like someone had six it, different games, yeah. and then right next to him, he had a few more. It was I definitely uh, all told. We probably saw double double that. Probably about fourteen yeah. different individual, I, yeah, almost fifteen. Saw individual tempo, games. tempo, and, never, and, and, I've and never delivery. seen. Yeah, saw two copies. I said that in jest. I was like, "You think we're gonna see a copy of Tempo there?" <laughs> and we did. I can't get the photo out. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> What would you say? That's good pod. Yeah, <laughs> good pod. Yeah, so that part is probably almost just as fun for for us, you know, when we go to these shows, and it's a good reason for you guys if you have a chance, if there's a show that's close to your area, look it up and see if there's something coming to your area because it's just about the experience. I mean, our show is about reliving that history and kind of going back in time, and a lot of ways connecting with with gamers this way is that. Um, if we could have stayed longer, we would have, you know, you know, going to like an after party and having a drink and talking <laughs> games. The after so- party. Sounds, sounds awesome to me, but of course we had a, a far ride to, to, to go. Am I talking too much? Yeah. I mean, even just coming across stuff that you're not going to buy, but you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was, or I can't believe I'm seeing this in the flesh. Yeah. Like the three DOs or there was a few Jaguars there, which you don't see too often in, in the box. We don't too. talk about Jaguar. <laughs> It's a full copy of Kasumi Ninja, Checkered Flag, Trevor McFur. Can't give it away. All the all the hits. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's another piece of it too. You're right. It's kind of just taking a look and saying, man, I haven't seen that in forever. Or or like when you whenever you see a, a vector based game uh, system like Vectrex. Vectrex, yeah. And you just see the that, that ping of the of the bright light just kind of s- scrolling across the screen. Yeah. You know? Did you want to say something? Oh, okay. You just put your hand over this. We're gonna do the games now, buddy. Don't you worry. We're gonna be right on it. Simma down now. Um, um, so again, a couple of people to thank: Infinity Lives, uh, Neo Gino, who we met last year, who's got a great 
a great selection of games and special edition games. Uh, thank you, Neo Gino. Uh, Revolution Games, uh, Joe from Revolution Games, thank you um, for spending some time with us and, uh, and making a great deal. We really appreciate that. And uh, Dead End Threads for the, uh, the sweet stickers. So we got some stickers from Dead End Threads. They've got t-shirts and all types of paraphernalia, but they had a lot of video game and horror mashup kind of yeah. style. Like Evil Dead, Splatterhouse, like Friday the Thirteenth, Doom. I think it was. I think they had a Doom shirt that was mixed in with like um, Attack from Mars. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of cool, really cool shirts. It has that that like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Well, they had they had a few Tales from the Crypt style kind of stuff. But they're all like vinyl stickers. I mean, you might not be able to pick that up, but you got you know the Splatterhouse gear here. the swag, uh, you know, so to speak. The swiggity swag. So this and this is the Splatterhouse logo from the first game, and just to give you guys a reference point. That is an awesome Splatterhouse picture. We've got all the Splatterhouses. You know, he's got this one. This is when you when you kill the ghoul and splatter it. This is what it looks like. And the ghouls, which is always fun. You know. I want to see. I want to see that. Yeah, they had a cool little uh, pin set that was like it looked like a, a video game cartridge sealed, and then you open it up and it had like the four that was pin the Mega set. Drive the Mega Drive yeah. um, version, but it had the the stickers in it. So so you know, not just games too, but just plays on games. There was the 3D art stuff that I think is really cool. You know, when you see that that when, pixel the pixel art the th- oh, it's the 3D art though. It's got like two different layers. Oh, the shadow boxes. Almost yeah, like, yeah, almost like shadow. Well, boxes they were. Or yeah, they, they just like layered them. Like one on the front, one on the back. They're like Street Fighter, Mario. Those are always cool. Yeah, they've got uh, canvases too, so you can buy you can buy you know almost like posters on canvases. I wish they were a little bit bigger. I wish they made a full size canvas. I mean, it probably would be too expensive. For well, the there show. was one. They had like the, two gaunt- of them. the gauntlet. One. Yeah, gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, but, I mean, it's, they're not cheap. You know. Yeah, and it's gauntlet. You know, I mean, you're gonna spend <laughs> your if you're gonna spend your money. I mean, I love gauntlet. Love me some gauntlet. Yeah. I don't need money, a 24 by 36 canvas you know. <laughs> of it. <laughs> I mean, for some people, yes and no. Yeah, for um, one. <laughs> so um, some as in one. And I, you know, we didn't see the arcades last year. They might have had them, but you know, a decent selection of arcade games. Yeah, not as big as I don't think that was their main selling point. Because no. Retro World Expo has a huge thing. This they it was mainly like they had like six different like pinball games. They had, they had an X-Files pinball game, an Elvis one, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden I saw, yeah. And then a few others. And then they had some, a few scattered arcade games. They had Area, or Site 4, Site 4. which is like, apparently the sequel to Area 51. Yeah. Because the, <laughs> the top cabinet said, like, it had, like, the... The A from Area. five one, and it said Site 4. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that one. No, I haven't. And they had a few other arcade games. But, I mean, yeah, the the computer section was, like huge i enjoyed it though it i didn't just, mind it was just rows i didn't mind rows. that it wasn't game, it wasn't consoles yeah i mean it, i wanted to play some of those arcade games but it's just like every time you go there there's like three so, people yeah, in line waiting, waiting to it. play and it's yeah. free play so they can pretty much play through the whole game so it's like you're just you're like well yeah and then they have the like, idea of it's fun <laughs> and then they have they have they have trivia they have you know the, yeah, all the, the different the Q and con- contests and and those are i mean it's just a, a full robust thing if you can stay the whole day i mean you really get your money's worth Oh, of, I mean, out of something $15, even like if you're there for an hour, it's like worth it. I know, <laughs> I know. So Especially if you're in the area. Right, you know, you know for us to travel, you know you, you know, you got gas, you got tolls, but even still, it's it's worth it. You yeah. know, if you're, if you're remotely in the area where you can get there and get home um, before it's too late, you know, that's, yeah. you know, you know get, get going there. So we did see 
Um, we've never been to a video game con, but they were there just passing out the yeah, the cards. literally a video game con, a is the video name of game it. con in, in Parsippany, uh, New Jersey. So who knows? We might be might be on the calendar next year. We try to get there before uh, retro. It's right around the time of Retro World Expo. So it's a little bit closer than Syracuse. Um, so too. so all in all, um, really really well put together. A lot I think of fun. It was was way better than last year. If you compare Retro Game Con six to Retro Game Con seven, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just we're we're going to get to the games now. Overall, everything was better. More games, vendors, more variety of games, I feel oh, like. Oh, and you can't forget David Hayter if you're, if you're uh, into Metal Gear Solid. That Snake! Was a, that was a big selling point. You had, I, there was a guy walking around with a box, just yeah. like a, a cardboard <laughs> box. He was hiding in it. Yeah, probably getting ready to meet David Hayter. There was a line, too. Oh yeah, well, There was yeah. a decent line for, well, for they David had, Hayter. They had like five different, uh, I don't know, people to meet. There was like. Voice personalities. Yeah, they had voice Zelda, of Zelda, Z- Zelda from uh, Breath of the Wild. I don't know she, a whole bunch. Was, of, they were all lined up together, there. so I don't know if they were like everyone was in line for like it's just like you get all of right. them, or if it's just like well. And I don't know if other. this was for I don't know if this was for just Saturday because we we went to the Saturday show. If this was Saturday or Sunday, that they're they're all going to be there on both days. Oh. You know, Sometimes so a lot of times just it's one just day. one day that they're going to be there. Because I know he was doing a the voice of Snake was doing a panel like later like a Q and A later too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we 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 loved it. We're gonna go back next year, and you know, hopefully, it's just as good. But it was it, I gotta say, and I, it's all you know, with me, it's always a big sticking point that people are willing to be flexible. <laughs> and oh I, yeah, you never mentioned that. Before. No, I know, and, fi- and like finally, I felt like okay, people are willing. I mean, we made a deal. We'll talk about it. But I think we, willing, dealing, son of a gun. So if you can go with somebody, there's a lot of times where you can try to okay, like if you find something that you like and I find something I like, maybe we can try to make a deal by buying both of them. Yeah, if you get a few, and games then just together. settling up later. And so we were able to do that at least once uh, during the day. That was so. all I had. <laughs> the first first booth, and that was that's it. all right. Hey, listen, I, how many games did I get when we went to Retro World Expo? So you know, um, all right. So I think uh, with that. Again, congratulations, guys. You did, did a great job. Uh, let's get into some of the pickups that we have. Um, well, you want now you want me to go first? <laughs> yes, you right. go first. That means to get here. You've right. been itching and scratching all day trying to go. <laughs> so I want to get a couple of things you out of the do way. do all your games. <laughs> no, we go, we go back, back, forth and forth. <laughs> back, back, forth and forth. <laughs> and um, so the first thing is... Whenever I, whenever I'm looking either on eBay or going to a show, I'm not worried about potentially getting pieces of games because there's always a chance you can get the rest of it, either on eBay or at another show. And so uh, there was a couple of weeks ago that you found you went to I don't know where you were. It was like a, like oh, a flea was, market or something. No, like that. I was at uh there's a there's a toy show in uh, North Haven. It okay. was like the North Haven North Haven Connecticut toy show. toy show. Yeah. And so Trent was able to find for me a couple of Saturn games that were super cheap. Now one of them did not have the manual with it, which normally is kind of a you know a rough situation. But I said to him, I said, "Listen, you know the case itself is worth about five dollars." Yeah, as, they as were two dollars each because he had the wrong stickers on them, and right. he was like, oh, "I'll just give them to you for." It was like two dollars. <laughs> they were two dollars each. Yeah. So, um, so I had one of these games did not have the manual, so I said, "You know what? I found a couple on eBay, but I said, let me just see what we find at the show before let I let me find out because you know, I don't want to spend more than what I'd buy for the game for the manual. That wouldn't make much sense." So uh, we go to the show, and of course, there's a guy that had a bunch of loose. Um, so for like the Sega CD and um, and the Saturn games, there's a back art that can be you know taken out of games, um, and it comes with the back of the case. Probably and, people that like will switch cases to put right. like their better games in a better case. Right. 
and they just don't care about this. So he <laughs> had ones. he had a you know a pretty nice stack of of uh, Saturn back arts, and um, I was looking to see if there's any of, of ones that I needed or games that I didn't have yet. And I did find one, and it's for a game called Solar Eclipse. A mega hit. One yeah. of the rarest Saturn games. <laughs> not. Um, you know, it's not. It's not a, a super you know crazy game, but it's it's a backing. It's a backing. So if I can find a manual and a disc, then I can make a complete copy. What? <laughs> Above the back of that, ride the death pony. <laughs> Was that? Is that? Oh, <laughs> you guys can see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride the death pony. I'm just a Saturn. Um, now there, now there is some marker on the UPC label, which I normally don't like. But Do I think, it. I think you said that Ride you, it, you have the ability. Death to... pony. My Saturn spinning. Are you done? Death pony. Uh, that's great. Ride the death pony. <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. <laughs> what was the virtual racing one? You've you've fondled the box. <laughs> was that virtual? It was a virtual, virtual racing. racing. Oh, yeah. You fondled the box. Now <laughs> yeah. now jump in the game or yeah. something like that. Whoa. Yeah. It's like who was making the who who was writing the paragraphs for the back of the back of the game. Anyways, so I found that I we found one other thing that I can't remember what it was, but um, we found a virtual a Virtua Fighter two manual now is virtua fighter 2 the most rare game no it's probably the most common game but to find a loose manual is not always the easiest thing and uh he had it for five dollars i think we got everything that we got there for five dollars so this would have been you know obviously a little bit less call it two dollars three three bucks and the other you know the game that trenton found going back to that story is virtua fighter 2 without the manual without the manual so now we can match that up and create the ultimate. And create game. a full a full copy. Now I already have a full copy of this game, so this might be uh, this might be a giveaway item for uh, uh, a lucky viewer slash um, Instagram subscriber at some point here. It could be. Um, you know, it's, never a, it's, know. it's, it's an, actually a nice, pretty nice copy when you add the manual into it. So That's one of those things, if you if you if you go out to a show and you find loose bits of things that you you would want a whole copy of, don't be afraid to to, to spend a dollar mm. or two on it to you know, to, to maybe hopefully get one in the future. You can always sell it. Like You can always throw something on eBay and sell it if you really need to. Yeah, sometimes it pays to uh, dig through those uh, dollar bins. You, you never know. know. You if, never you're, know. if you're looking for manuals didn't you or find, boxes. Didn't you find Joe and Mac last year? Yeah. Something like yeah. that? Yeah, I found, I guess, well, it wasn't in, it was in like a cheap bin. I, I It was like Super Hang On and Joe and Mac. And I think I paid $5 for each right. one. And right. Well, Super Hang On, I think I got for like $2. And Joe and Mac was like, like five bucks, right. and I saw like three different people charging thirty five dollars, like thirty for to thirty five dollars loose, a loop for a loose cartridge. Yeah, right? I'm like, what, what happened? Well, <laughs> well, I think um, they had the um, console wars guys did a review of Joe and Mac. Oh, the Super Nintendo for, version versus the versus Genesis the Genesis, and they and they came out saying the Genesis version was better. Big surprise. No, 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 no. They said that no, they said that the Super Nintendo version I think was better. They were both very close, but they really liked the fact that. The Genesis version kept the aspect ratio of the arcade game and kept it. The oh, Super uh, Nintendo one is kind of like zoomed in. Yeah, I got gotcha. um, I'm not sure which one now that they said they like better. I don't but, know. But the Genesis one had like really high appeal. Mm. So I don't know if maybe that that's caused it or just because it's Joe and Mac. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sal. So what is the first game that you got? Return of the Jedi. Super 
Is it Super Return of the Jedi 4? For what system? Game Boy? Yes. Game Boy. And normally I wouldn't... And this one's for Game Boy, too. No, this one's for Super Nintendo. We're going to get to this now in a minute. All right, Sal, so show everybody the game. Super Star Wars on Game Boy. Game Boy Color Enhanced. Uh, Super Game Boy, yeah. Super Game Boy Enhanced, which was pretty cool because that's probably how we're going to play it. Um, you know, the, the smaller screen is a little tough for him right now, but to be able to see, at least even if I play it on a big screen, that'll probably be fun, right? He just needs a super wide boy. Yep, there you go. That's going to make all the difference. Um, he really wanted to get Star Wars games. He got one at the Retro uh, oh, did he? World Expo. Yeah, after <laughs> after hyperventilating. Um, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. I'm always Star Wars, intrigued. Star Wars, Star Wars. I'm always intrigued by games that have Super Game Boy compatibility and enhanced color. I don't know why. It's like hey, the Dad, definitive way I to play my, the game. Dad, can I do my yeah. last game? I just yeah, we, we can do it in a minute. I always remember the Metroid 2 commercial back in the day, and it was it was a Game Boy commercial for Metroid 2, but then it was like enhanced super Game Boy with super, enhanced. and it shows it shows Samus with the ship in the background, and it's just like sort of coming into uh, the screen, and you're like, whoa, I gotta get a Super Game Boy. Yeah, to play some this of game. them are just like we added a border to the game that's in full color. I know, I know, I know. I remember the Street Fighter one was like that. Like depending on what level you were in, it would sh- like. The border would be like the Super Nintendo background, but it would it be special colors, like no. Well, I they I think they added like a few colors into the game, but like the thing, it was like they would add the full color background. Ah, yes, I got you. Okay, yeah. so that was the first uh, game pickup for Sal. Do you want to share the second one, or do you want to wait on that and have Uncle Dragon go uh, first? Do, the one. do you want to do the second one? Because I have two. All right, because <laughs> I have two. Super Star Wars on Super Nintendo, Nintendo. right? Can you tell everybody, why did you want this game, Sal? So? <laughs> you just love Star Wars, don't you? Should we try that game out later? It yes. could have been on any system. If, if it has a Star could, Wars been, logo on it. It could have been MS-DOS on a floppy yeah. disk. Star Wars for the Pico. I need it! <laughs> By the way, did you, do you remember hearing the dot matrix printer go off when they were... Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was, I, I, I thought it was a floppy disk loading. <laughs> I didn't realize it was the dot matrix printer printing out some yeah. results of. Uh, you of, think they still have those at Office Depot? You get the ink cartridges for them. Does Office Depot even exist anymore? <laughs> Let's go to Leechmere. Staples. <laughs> so yeah, so Super Star Wars. So this is the first Star Wars game uh, that came out from Lucasfilms on the Super Nintendo. It was it was kind of a big deal. Hmm. Back you got the the, uh, the greatest hits version too, or whatever the platinum plus edition. The, the player's choice, yeah. which makes it better. <laughs> uh, these games are known to be super super hard. I did look up the Nintendo Game Boy version. It actually looks like, in terms of the mechanics, pretty close. Yeah, keep making more noise. That'll help the people to listen, buddy. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> so um, it looks actually pretty comparable. I mean, of course, it doesn't have the graphics of of the Super Nintendo version. But it actually looks pretty, pretty Wait, good comparatively. What are you talking about? Like the character movements and the anim- and the animation on the Game Boy game. Oh, the Game Boy. Oh, look, I look actually about... very, oh, right, very right, right. close to the um, to the Super Nintendo version. So I'm not sure if it has all the levels or if it's the same layout. But it looked very, very comparable. So excited to try that out. You know, it's another Super yeah. Nintendo game. We don't get a ton of Super Nintendo games on the podcast. So 
Um, I don't know what it is about Super. I mean, 64, 64, Genesis, Saturn, all that stuff is, you know what, we tend to come home with that stuff. Did did they not make the Star Wars games on Genesis, right? No, because that was a deal that was worked out between Nintendo and, uh, and Lucasfilm. It's a strong deal. Yeah, you know that Star actually, Wars exclusive. I mean, they weren't exclusive, believe it or not, in the previous generation because there was Star Wars for Master System. Oh, uh, hmm. but they didn't have it for Genesis, and I don't know if there were any Star Wars games that were on Genesis. None that I can remember. No, just the just the grand Star Trek. <laughs> Spock's ears. <laughs> All right, um, should I do another one? Dad, this hurts uh, my ears. Sure. Okay, you can keep it off if you want to. You don't have to. No, nah, you know what? I could uh, do mine. All right, go ahead. My uh, my one of two. <laughs> we we got to space this out because I, I, I lost control yesterday. I lost control? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I, lo- I didn't lose control, but I ended up with Lose two. control. So this was pretty much at the first booth that, <laughs> that we went to. Uh, That's one of the best pickups we got all day, though. Yeah, I guess. we. I think we picked up a bunch of stuff together so we could get a, a really good deal. Um, this wasn't even a game I was necessarily looking for, but I, I remember seeing that makes it better. videos on, on YouTube about it. Anything that is, has to do with Genesis and rock and roll trends. <laughs> remember Crewball last yeah, year? Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Um, and this is Rock and Roll Racing by yeah. Blizzard in uh, Interplay, which, you know, has some of like famous uh, rock tracks in it, kind of similar to Crewball. But I mean, those were just Motley Crue songs. It has like Bad to the Bone. And you know, in the in the Sega Paranoid, yeah, in the Sega version of it, um, and it's if you're not familiar with it, it kind of plays like I believe it plays kind of like RC Pro AM. Mm. At least it looks kind of like that, but a little bit more advanced, more like futuristic kind of style. And there's you have weapons in it and everything. Um, Is that David Lee Roth on the front? It looks like, uh, or maybe like a Kiss character. Yeah, this, the cyber version of David Lee Roth. Yeah. David Lee Goth. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's then he'd be a goth. <laughs> a goth. Um, yeah, but uh, I. I've, from what I remember, the reviews were pretty good of it. Um, so I'm excited to try this one out. Rock and roll racing. Solid pickup, solid pickup. I think, I think he had that. Oh for yeah, he had it. So he had it for 35, and basically ended up getting it. That was for 35. That was that was 25. And no, no, no. It was Bruce Lee was 15, right? Yeah, it was no, it was 30. Yeah, it was 35 and 15. So I think I get it. I ended up getting it maybe for twenty five. Yes, because uh, the one of the games I had was he had it for fifty. Yeah. And we got all three games for sixty five. Sixty five. Yeah. So I mean that really that really worked out. We got like a like forty percent off. Yeah. On that, <laughs> and he was really cool about it. He said, "Listen, I don't care what they're going for online. I just want to know what I paid for them." Yeah. So I know I'm making a profit. At yeah. Least. <laughs> like like when somebody tells you that, it's like okay, they're willing to make a deal. Yeah. You know, it's not they're not trying. To, I, did, I didn't even look it up. I I just I was like I don't even I, didn't either. I, I didn't even been, look up the price. No. Like when I was looking at it, I was like thirty by them. I was like that sounds about right. And then I had another one I wanted to get with it, so I was like, take some off that and that. And you had some. Yeah. You'd See, be the, saving a lot. The thing is, like, what's the cost to hold on to it? I know <laughs> you're not you're not selling it. I know you know. <laughs> I know he had a good selection. Though. He had a really good selection. Most of them were all complete too. He had that whole he had, he had a corner section that had the whole wraparound, so he had a bunch of stuff going all the way through. Yeah, he SNES was, he, Genesis. He, he was the one who had like five or six 32x games. Yeah, <laughs> and that was uh, that was Infinity Lives. That was Infinity Lives. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, he he's awesome. That guy. That guy I think. was really. I hope so. All right. Well, <laughs> he was he was really cool. Yeah, he was really cool. 
You come back whenever you want, baby. Love you. Make sure you shut the door. Or don't. We're good. Or don't shut the door. That's fine. All right. So we are still on our on our EverQuest to Ooh, uh, not the game EverQuest though. to uh, to complete our Saturn selection. So I think we're getting close to twenty five here uh, left to go. And uh, so one of the ones I needed, and I've seen it online, and people are asking like a ridiculous. Some people are asking like a hundred bucks for this game. Such a good game. That's why. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's a it's a Sega CD game that was converted over. Um, I think I got it for thirty. That's because it was a as well, a platinum seller on a Sega CD. I, I, I guess I can't talk about it without talking about this one too. So yeah, and and, and group them together. And this one too. So <laughs> and then oh, this other one I forgot down here. This and the game is Double Switch. So it's almost like a mystery first person FMV game. It almost kind of reminds me of Night Trap. Yeah. Not as probably as good as Night Trap. Which, which is. <laughs> It's saying the bar is saying pretty low on that pretty too. low yeah um but it seems like you have button presses at certain times to capture the bad guys um it's a two disc game which you know makes it even better um makes it even more unwieldy i mean you think about how unwieldy these sega saturn cases are and then you add in the the extra attachment to put the other disc in yeah it's pretty rough um but it's in really solid shape i mean the case has got a little stuff on it but um i, mean, I just i still don't understand the reasoning behind putting that game out on the saturn after it was on the second because you know it was a smash hit it is a digital pictures game so same as uh as maybe Night, they just Night had Tracker. a whole bunch of leftover cases and they were like well let's <laughs> <laughs> well the fmv's better right it's got to be better so that's the selling point yeah I, I don't know a ton about this game but that's the that's kind of the the, the travesty of Trying to get every yeah. game for the system. Is it's a I'm, need. I'm not, it's a need, not a want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sickness runs deep. <laughs> it runs deep. But anyway, so I wasn't sure about this game and, and you know, kind of spending, because we had just gotten there and we had already bought the games we bought at this other gentleman here, Infinity Lives, we, we think. <laughs> um, we had already bought from him. And so we went to the next booth. And of course, I'm like, I don't want to blow my wad like that fast so i saw double switch and i'm like ah, but i've not even seen every, all the rest of the show like what else i usually like to do one pass first but we didn't get to do that this year um oh yeah so i'm like all right well i could do it for 30 but then i saw this game that he had for 15 uh, which we ended up making a deal like i said and that's that's rampage on the master system one of the very kind of rare cases that has not, that looks like not, an actual game that not it doesn't have the white um uh, checkerboard background it's got a red with yellow um lines like a full color yeah and the front cover the big uh the big difference or the big deal and the big selling point of this game was that it had all three characters available to choose from versus the nes version oh it did yeah that the nes version had elite or it was either that the NES version only had two characters to play as, or you couldn't play two-player, one or the other. And this game... Uh, had, well, I remember playing Rampage two-player, so it was probably just... So it was the three characters. Character. Yeah, I think it's the... Um, Lizzie? I'm, no, I think Lizzie was... I think it's the, the, the wolf. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it shows all three of them on the front, so that yeah. makes sense. I think, I think it's the wolf that... Um, where is it? It's uh, Ralph. Ralph the wolf. It might be him who wasn't available. Cause George, one of them. Well, George the ape is in all of them. The ape is the is the is the is the, the first guy. So, um, well, anyways, it has all three characters. So that was kind of the big deal, and uh, maybe it runs a little bit better. I mean, the master system's a little bit more advanced. Doesn't necessarily mean that 
It's gonna be. It's better. gonna be better. But um, so he wanted fifteen, and this is the game I said that I thought I saw for almost double. I thought I saw this at Retro World Expo last year for either twenty-five or thirty complete. Mm. And after the deal that we made, I ended up getting this for ten. So that's I complete mean, too. Com- complete with everything. So with the manual and everything. So that was a, a solid deal. The thing that tipped the deal over, though, that made this deal actually possible, I was hemming and hawing at forty dollars for those two games. And then, <laughs> and, and then Trent, I was, and I Trent was looking goes, through this uh, the Super Nintendo <laughs> games, and I was like, oh, I just grab Riddick Bow Boxing, and I throw it on. He's like, and we'll take that for, as well. And he's like, you got it. <laughs> that's what sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't know what he called it. He said that's called like a sweetener or something like yeah. that. When you when you throw in one thing at the end and say, well, will you, will you throw in this cheap game and I'll do it for 40 Yeah. And um, which is great because this goes with our Riddick Bow toaster that we have. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw up a picture of our Riddick Bow toaster. But um, Riddick Bow Boxing, we, we are going to play this game. This is the first game we're going to play after we finish the podcast because this could be the best boxing game of all time. But it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to do a couple more and then we'll get to your last one, if that's okay. Um, okay, you do it, buddy. <laughs> we'll be right here. Thanks for letting us know. It's a good pod. <laughs> uh, one of the games that I've, I've wanted, I don't know why I haven't been able to just make a decision on this game um, for 64, but I've wanted it for a while now. And um, it's not an expensive game, but um, for whatever reason, it just never worked out. Um, this is back when, when my little guy was looking for the Star Wars game, just screaming about, I need the, the, the Super Nintendo Star Wars game. The guy wanted 10 for it. And I'm like, I saw this game right next to him. I'm like, see if he'll do both for 10, because he only had this for five. And it was uh, Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter, for Nintendo 64. I, I think this is an iconic game. I think it's awesome. I have the second one, and every time I play it, I'm like, I wish I was playing the first version. I think that's the best Really, the second one's not. I don't know. Believe I second one's more the second advanced. One. The second one's more advanced. Yeah. But I feel like, in terms of the layout, the action, moment to moment, Turok the Dinosaur Hunter is. I remember renting that. That was I rented that like the day it came out at Blockbuster. And that's the thing is when when sixty four came out, this was one of the very first games that came out after launch. Yeah. And so this was you had Mario, you had Pilot Wings, I think you had Wayne Gretzky's three D hockey, and, and then cruising, cruising USA, and Mortal Kombat, did Mortal. Trilogy? Yeah. That came out right afterwards? Yeah. But Turok was one of those very first sort of like launch window games, if you yeah. can call it no, that. Yeah, I know. And it was, it was the very first first-person shooter game that was on there. And it's just kind of iconic, and I just... It g- kind of gives me the warm and fuzzies. I don't know why. But, Fog City. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> like, we don't care about that, <laughs> no, though. Know. You know, like, it's still... The, the, the dinosaurs coming through that fog is almost like you're anticipating it. You yeah. know, it's like you're... It's, it almost makes you more heightened. You know, so love, love me some Turok. I'm so excited to have that, some even Turok. though it's, I mean, it's, he had it for five. I don't know how much Turok goes for, but we ended up getting both games. I for couldn't 10. imagine it being more than five. <laughs> really? No. There's probably so many copies. Yeah. Maybe the second one's probably a $10 game, but I don't think it's any higher than that. All right. And then, um, the last game I want to talk about before Trenton gets into his last pickup. Um, so when we were at, Again, we think it's Infinity Games. We made a deal for three, Allegedly. three games, and this is the game that he had um, that he made a super deal on for me. And this is this is a deep cut, um, one of these games that had, wasn't talked about until about five years ago. And now, it's a hidden gem. And now every now everybody's you know talking about it. There are a couple of our friends locally that were like, 
yeah, let me know if you see a, a complete copy of this game when you go out, go, oh, really? go, go to Retro World Expo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Nomad Steve. Really? Nomad Steve is looking for it. Um, and that's Steel Empire, which is a horizontal side-scrolling spaceship shooter um, with excellent parallax scrolling. I mean, oh, it's got to have parallax scrolling. Excellent, Wait, aren't excellent you parallax a- scrolling. It's sort of like a steampunk. Yeah, aren't, aren't you like a hot air balloon? You're in a you're in a blimp. Yeah, a blimp. Yeah, a, a that's, di- what a, that's what I meant. A, a dirigible. Yeah, a dirigible. <laughs> oh, did you see that dirigible last night? <laughs> <laughs> he was so ungodly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is again. This game's getting a lot of. Uh, it's a like lot of, uh, a lot of buzz. As it's of, like in the, the hunt, but in the air. In the hunt, in the air. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say it's kind of got a similar style yeah. to it. So I'm I'm really excited about this. I mean, you just look at the art on the front. This is the the guy who did the art for this game also did the art for uh, Thunder Force Two on Sega Genesis. Um, he did like a couple of Lynx games, Zybots. I think he did. Oh God, as Zybots. well. Yeah, someone had that game there. I saw. I it. know. I did see it too. <laughs> Um, so Maybe because so. it was by uh, Flying Edge that no one really paid attention but to. But see, it. it's not by Flying Edge. Flying Edge. Well, I mean, it has. Well, I mean, it's got the Flying Edge logo on yeah, it. So it's, it's by Hot B. No, I know, but I'm saying if you just see it on the cart, yeah, on the on the game. And then Hot B did. Um, they they worked with Sage's Creations to do Insector X. Hot D did Insector. Hot B did Insector X. Hot D is something <laughs> else. I, I don't know. That's just always on your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that was that was the last game we got in that in that deal. So, um, all right. Oh no! Well, the last game we got. Oh, in that deal was excuse mine. me. You have it there, Go ahead. <laughs> which is nothing special. I don't even really know why I wanted it. I, I don't know why. You I like because you like one-on-one fighting games. Yeah, you, you like one-on-one fighting games. And I don't. I'm pretty sure I've never played it. I even remember seeing reviews that it really wasn't that great. But but you still had to have it. Yeah. You got it for like ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Any complete game for 10 bucks which is uh, dragon the bruce lee story which i heard it's kind of like a slow moving game but i don't know something about it that i just had to have it i mean for yeah. 10 bucks i mean i spent, I spent like 35 dollars total i mean the you, whole day. You, you go there to buy you know? games you're not there to just i mean we talked about everything else but i mean if if you end up with nothing it's like were, yeah. you, were you even were, <laughs> were you even looking yeah you know, so especially with like the amount of stuff that was there yeah so something to sweeten the pot on the whole deal we got because that was there was nothing else that I was looking for that he had. We so, were like looking up and down his table. Like, yeah. Is there anything else? Is there so anything like thirty else? bucks for those two games. I think Rock and Roll. I looked, ended up looking up. I think Rock and Roll Racing goes for like thirty, thirty-five by itself. But I think you know the cool thing about the Genesis is that there's still a lot of these games that they don't cost an arm and a leg, where you can get them for ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty bucks, yeah. and have like really solid experiences. Where we were looking at the the Super Nintendo, and you find like. Maybe a deep cut game that is looks really interesting, and uh, you want to pick up, and then it's like seventy five dollars <laughs> for a loose cartridge. It's you know, yeah, that was like a, that, maybe that's our maybe that's my ignorance. Maybe we need to to delve in a little bit deeper with the Super Nintendo stuff. I mean, if you guys know of of, of you know really good Super Nintendo games that aren't the most common ones that aren't going for seventy five a hundred dollars, let us know because we want to add to our Super Nintendo collections. I I know I do. Yeah, like, but the, I just don't know enough about the Super Nintendo to make that decision. So any help on that would would actually be great. Like Peacekeepers that I was looking at. That, that it looked, it looked like awesome. Seventy five. But he or wanted like seventy five for it. So if he wants seventy five for it, it's got to be going for at least that on yeah. on eBay. You'd think, given what we saw. Well, I really don't know any other SNES games that i would want at this point i really i can't even think of any up that's what i'm saying i I know i want that um, i would even like want smash tv smash tv 
I know I want. And then uh, the um, that shooter game that's got the mode seven kind of uh, coming coming down. It's like a, it's a um, vertically scrolling shooter. Um, it's really popular. I it, yeah, I can't think of it right now. Hmm. And maybe it'll Let come to my know. mind. There's a there's a vertically scrolling shooter that has the mode seven graphics, like kind of like trailing off the screen, so it looks three dimensional. It almost looks like you're going over a horizon the entire time. Hmm. Um, I'm not familiar with. We'll it. look it up and we'll put it. I mean, I'll, I'll we'll put it in here. But um, there's there's that too, and you know, so this Final Fight three, I'd love to have. But again, that's it's another hundred. That's a hundred plus game now. Yeah, and I just I'm not willing to get a repro. I don't know. Nah. Wh- I don't know why. I have one repro in my collection, and I never play it. You so, do, Musha. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's just I'm like. Ah. <laughs> we were having this discussion. Not for me. We were having this discussion about they had a bunch of systems there that that were they were selling, and I said modded system. Has over 250 games. Yeah, like the 3DO that was modded. Yeah, 250 games. And and to me, we were having this conversation on the way home. It's like if I had a system that had 250 games on it that were already preloaded, I probably would never play it. <laughs> the idea of having that many games is great, but then it's just like, but you don't, you don't own even it. know what to you, play. Yeah, you don't, you, and you don't own it. You don't have the physical medium to yeah. say like this is mine. It's just like it's a virtual like in the air property. Yeah. You know? So there's nothing really tangible that you can say. You can put it on the shelf and say this is this is yeah. the game I own. I bought legitimately. You know what I mean? So with my money. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Should we get into the, the the final countdown here? Yeah. The I guess the, the the biggest deal of the day. Yeah. So another tip: um, if you have stuff that may be worth value that is really choice, but you don't really have a emotional tie to it it's it's worth it to bring stuff to these shows that maybe you can trade with so um without getting too deep into it i i had some i had some uh, old paraphernalia that um really wasn't anything that i was going to use it was loose and it wasn't i was it wasn't ne- for the sega saturn yeah, so it I wasn't was, i wasn't going <laughs> to end up with the games anyways so i brought them and um there was a guy that had uh, a bunch of like unique kind of like really choice stuff that was sort of expensive. And I said, you know, he looks like the kind of guy that would, would, would like these, uh, you know, <laughs> these things. So, so I went to this guy and I said, listen, I've got, I've got, you know, these, uh, you know, these pieces of gaming paraphernalia. Um, I've looked them up online. I know what they go for, but you tell me what, what you think you could give, you know, for me, or I can just get credit from you and maybe buy some games from you. Not that fun calling credit though. No, and he and, and he. Well, I told him I was like either I was like, and I told him straight up. He's like, well, what do you you know what, what is the value? Just tell me, and I'll and I'll, I'll work on it because he really wanted it. Yeah. So you just got to you got you got to find the people that you think would really want it. So I said, well, it's like a hundred and it's like a hundred and twenty bucks if I you know went and sold it online. But you know if we could work out like a hundred and fifty worth of credit. Of course, you'd have it online probably for a while too before someone but, would actually need but it. But he, but he really wanted it. No, I know. So it's a I'm great, saying. it's a great way to make a deal. So I was able to get a few different games and you know things that I want, but I don't know if I'd ever plunk the money down for because I'd be looking for probably not. other stuff or like <laughs> you know like more Saturn games. Um, so I'll I'll do those. Uh, well, anyways, whatever. I got blacked on. That's, that's another one. It uses the mission stick. Got it twice. It uses the mission stick, and then I got it in the mail last night at the same time so it was supposedly lost still came in the mail um that was one pickup that's got nothing to do with what i'm talking about here so um there were three games that i got i ended up giving him a little bit of cash but um i got these three games for 
the paraphernalia that I gave to him. Um, and so the first game is called Newtopia on TurboGrafx-16. This is a Zelda-like game. In fact, it's pretty much a straight-up clone, but it looks like it has almost Super Nintendo graphics or Sega Genesis graphics. Yeah. Um, there's eight dungeons. You have to get these stones and then put them in these depressions to open up the final boss. And put them in the depression. Well, these little, yeah, yeah. in the castle. Um, so this game, now the manual is really rough on this. This game normally goes for, at least right now, about $100. Um, and he ended up giving it to me for about 60 you know, going towards, you know, towards that credit um, because the manual was so rough. But it is complete, which is nice to have. Thank you. And then we've got two more games that we were able to make the deal for. So the next one is a in very good condition, Legendary Axe 2 for the Turbo Graphics 16. Now, I do have Legendary Axe 1, which is phenomenal. Um, oh, you do have the first one. Absolutely. I don't have it complete, but I do have, Just a loose I, have card. I have the card. I think I got it for $15 at the Retro World Expo three years ago. Oh, wow. or, or four years ago when we went down to, well, was it Wallingford? Oh, that was like four. Uh, yeah. Four 16? years ago? Yeah. Something like that? 2016? So yeah. yep. um, this is, you know, a spiritual successor. I mean, it is Legendary Axe 2, but it's got nothing to do with the first storyline. But another one of these games that, you know, it's, it's not uncommon, but it's still expensive. I mean, it goes for about $65. The most known unknown. Um, and it supposedly has, you know, the same, you know, action... To it. This is in the line of Legendary Axe, Astyanix, you know, for NES, same same type of gameplay. You know, so it's Astyanix or is it Astanax? It's A A S T Y A. I always pronounce it Astanax. Astanax. That sounds. I don't know. I don't know if that's. That sounds better to me. <laughs> Whatever. Astanax, Astyanix. Um, that's another. That's another good game. But this is uh this is one of the ones that we wanted. Is that to how they sold the games our, like that? No. So they used to come in cardboard boxes. Oh, okay. Larger cardboard boxes. They might have had a foam or something, almost like NES. I'm not sure. Talk about something I've never seen. Yeah, but they, <laughs> you'll see them from time to time. In fact, that first Retro World Expo show we went to had that. Remember that Turbo Graphics dealer? He had them like completely yeah. sealed. There was that one kid. Oh, he did. There was that one kid who bought. I think he bought like Air Zonk, and he and it was complete sealed. And the guy wanted, I think, like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars for it. That, or or, or just, something like that. He was that making, like, and the kid was like, "I'm spending my life yeah. savings." <laughs> yeah. Well, well, nobody's forcing you to spend your life savings. If you guys are spending your life savings going to these shows, find Stop. another, find yeah, find another priority. Uh, you get get them. You're getting them mixed up. Um, but anyways, so Legendary Axe Two. Really excited to have this one. We've got a very humble Turbo Graphics library, but this is these two games are going to really help. They uh, ain't cheap. Help build it out. Um, I did show it to Splatterhouse, so I do have that. Um, I mean, it's no Keith Courage, you know. I love Keith Courage. <laughs> Keith Courage is better a game than people give it credit for. It's it's simple, but it's I mean, think it's like it's like Altered Beast. Very simple. It's yeah. not gonna hold your attention for too long, but it's got that action. You know, it's got that that boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you know, especially when you get down into the dungeons. So when I try to build out my Turbo Graphics library, I'm looking for the choicest, best games, the ones that are on the top ten. The best. You know, Galaga 90, um, Blazing Lasers, you know, those those types of games. The top are, shelf entertainment. Yeah. I mean, I can't buy Star Soldier because that's like $250 or something like that for, for those super Star Soldier games. Um, the last game is one that I'm most excited about. That's why I'm showing it last. Um, so I was able to make a deal for this too. Now, it doesn't have the manual. 
but being able to put it up on my shelf and show off the box that's what it's is, about um, it's all about the display yeah it's kind of it's kind of awesome so that's fantasy star so this year i started to play fantasy star 2 on my nomad you know while i'm of course that's what everyone falling does asleep. <laughs> uh, very long game um, this game has really advanced uh, dungeon crawling that um, was i th- i think it was programmed by either yu suzuki or yuji naka i'm not sure but really advanced gameplay if you were a master system owner back in the day um, this is a game you would have shown off to your nes friends to say you guys don't have a game like this the dungeon crawling <laughs> is really smooth moving forward and backwards and through those dungeons it just looks so realistic even today it looks it looks fantastic i'd and say the best part about it is that it's one to five players it's one to five players if <laughs> if the five players are saving and alternating their games. So if you all really stretching, if you individually play, really game, stretching. It's I don't know. Five if, players. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see that there. It says one to five players if they have if they have different save. If files. playing separately on different systems at different times. <laughs> That's basically um, what it's saying. Yeah. So I I feel awesome about my pickups. I, I feel think, good. I think uh, we were able to really have some fun with it and. You know, because I was able to trade away some stuff, I mean, the amount that I actually spent was pretty, you know, I would say conservative given what I'm normally willing to spend at a lot of these shows. So, yeah, I um, agree, my friend. So pretty successful and just a fun time. And I, but, I wish yeah. we could have stayed for longer, but, you know, the drive tends to be a little. I mean, there's not really. I mean, maybe if we made another round, maybe would have bought like one or two more games. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think for me, too, it's just the interaction. Yeah. I probably would have been more willing to just kind of chat with people yeah no i you know the, the rest of the day okay all right great pod <laughs> <laughs> thanks um yeah so you know like i said okay. oh gosh we got the monster behind us go away you're ruining it all right we're almost done we're, we're, we're finishing up i'm just doing, we're doing the conclusion right now buddy. okay all right so <laughs> you muppet you have to cut that out <laughs> or leave it in or leave it in <laughs> So anyways, guys, so thank you so much for watching. Um, like I said, if you're able to go to one of these uh, you know, retro game shows, um, I really recommend it. I think they're a blast. They're a great way to connect. It's, it's, it's a part of why we do our show and why anybody cares about retro gaming anymore, I think, is part of that camaraderie with people who lived it with you or, or were doing a lot of the same things and maybe completely other places, so... Um, it's just a ton of fun and it's a great way to relive our past, which is what the Turbo Duo was all about. So, Even um, if you have a mild interest mm, in gaming, yeah. it's it's definitely worth it to go to. I mean, you're spending 15, I don't know how many, other, 15 to $30 or probably whatever conventions are all over the U.S. because I'm sure yeah. there's a bunch in each state, but it's definitely worth it because, you know, you get to go like it's not just like the two hour thing. You can make a whole day out of it if, Definitely. You're, like, if you're really into it. I mean, if you, if you go, you know, it's tough because we have to, you know we go with with the little guy and it just tends to be a long day for him. But if you can go, if you can work it out where you can go with maybe a couple of buddies or you can go with your spouse and just make a day out of it, it can be a blast to just maybe play some arcade games. I feel like we probably would have spent more time checking out some of the arcades yeah. and the pinball and and then also. If you are in the Syracuse area and you're looking for some good food, oh gosh, Funk and Waffles is the place to go. Oh my lord, so good! That that house sauce on top of the whole plate yeah, is it was just like a, a honey, honey teriyaki, Frank's Red Hot <laughs> mixture. It was amazing. Yeah, it was good. And and Adam Gold, the guy who owns it, uh, he was on. Um, 
All right. Cool. Yeah, it's just a great spot. He, cool environment. He, he, he's he's awesome. Waffles are amazing. Apparently, you've played with him before. Yeah, the fried chicken. Small world. Fried chicken is. I don't know. It's just so good. Yeah. I mean, we just got the basic waffle chicken well, and waffles, what, and that's what you want to get when you. But go there's uh, they have like thirty different varieties of. You get stuffed waffles, yeah. like all types of stuff. The chocolate chip ones, which yeah. are really good. Get the it's real amazing. syrup. Don't use the Aunt Jemima. Get the real syrup. It's 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 the bomb. So yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, and, that, and I think it's like five, it's point five miles from the actual convention center. So yeah, it's, it's like two or three blocks away. Yeah, really close. So, um, but anyways, if you guys are, you know, Sal, Sal, I need you to leave, please, and close the door. Where's mommy? Go find mommy. We're we're gonna be done in five minutes. Okay, make sure you close the door, please. Okay, all right. Close the door, please. I know, I know. You're being very rude. He's eating the paper. <laughs> Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I go from there? How do you start up again? <laughs> Roll the outro. <laughs> and on that note. No. Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for, uh, for, for watching. We did post a, a video for our Halloween episode, which, um, was up a few days ago. So if you haven't checked that out, please check out our Resident Evil episode. We get into all the history of the game, our old stories. And I think we've got some, some pretty interesting, unique stories to tell on that episode. Um, was one of the more fun ones that, that I've, that we've done. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Check us out on Instagram. Like I said, we're always posting, we're going to have more content about the show that we went to on there as well. So check out the Instagram where the turbo duo on Instagram, if you have a suggestion or a thought, or you want to send us a list of super Nintendo games that we should be looking at, that we're not sure of, <laughs> even if it's just two know. games. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at the turbo duo at gmail.com. You can get us also on Facebook, send us a, a message on there. Um, stay connected, tell stories, talk to people, engage. Um, this is what retro gaming is all as about. As long as it's not on the end gauge, you know, and if it's on the Engage, hey, maybe you had a great experience in Pandemonium. Talk about on the Engage. You, you want to talk about Sega CD and 32X? When's the last time you saw an Engage game? It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, Retro Games Plus had one with a bunch of games, but even then, I was like, Ugh. why? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us. Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. And as always, keep it turbo. What's the over-under on how many 32X games we find like today? I'm saying, I'm, let, me, let me count it out, bro. Let me, let me work it out. So Virtual Racing, we'll see. Uh, Cosmic Carnage, we'll see. Virtua Fighter. You know, it's not as like... Alright, we'll call it... We'll throw that in there. Um, I would say... I would say over-under has got to be... Five. Not total, I'm just saying different games. Over-under, yes... Yeah, under is gotta be five. No, no. Seven. Seven. Over under is seven. I'll take the under. <laughs> Alright. Sounds like a plan. A I'm taking the over. <laughs>
So you're gonna have to hope for Tempo. Love you. Knuckles Chaotix, <laughs> Shadow Squadron. All the Aww. hits. Zaxxon's mother base. Yep. 